Welcome to Here We Grow, a grassroots podcast by Southwest Georgia Farm Credit focused on education and inspiring growth down on the farm, at home, and in rural communities. Whether you're a farmer or farm her, advocate, land lover, or southern dweller, we have industry experts and homegrown leaders ready to share their insights with you. Thanks for listening. Here we grow with episode 18. I'm your host, Billy Billings, a relationship manager with Southwest Georgia Farm Credit. Today, we welcome Donnie Cochran and Jennifer Dunn to discuss leadership, overcoming adversity, facing obstacles, succeeding under pressure, and combating mental stress in agriculture. First, I'd like to welcome Captain Donnie Cochran to the podcast. Welcome, Captain Cochran. I'm uh, glad to be here. Yes, sir. Well, Mr. Cochran grew up on a farm in Pelham, Georgia. He graduated from Savannah State University in 1976 with a bachelor's degree in civil engineering technology and a commission in the United States Navy. Captain Cochran's naval duties included his time as an RF-8G and F-14 fighter pilot and was once the executive and commanding officer of the Fighter Squadron 111. Captain Cochran's distinguished career also included tours of the United States Navy Flight Demonstration Squadron, also known as the Blue Angels. There he was the first African-American pilot where he flew for three out of five different positions. He was honored again when he was selected to be the commanding officer and flight leader of the Blue Angels in 1994. Upon his retirement from the Navy in 2000, he continued his extraordinary contributions to aviation as a supervisor for United States Parcel Services and a manager of aviation program for a Coca-Cola company. Among his many medals, honors, and awards, he is also known for authoring the book Glad to Be Here, recognized as a motivational teacher, keynote speaker, and last but not least, a successful pecan farmer in South Georgia. Woo! About had to take a breath there. So, but welcome again, Mr. Donnie. I'm going to give the floor to you. You have uh, always great things to say about your experiences in life. And um, so. Okay. Uh, thank you so much, Billy. It is uh, indeed a pleasure to be here uh, to share my thoughts on uh, not just the uh, aviation aspect of what I did in the Navy and UPS and Coca-Cola, uh, but also what I've learned as a result of being a part of the uh, agricultural industry now. Um, I, I think the theme of our talk today, um, Billy, is leading in agriculture, the mindset of farmer. And uh, I got to tell you that uh, when I look back at my career, and I was asked this question, first of all, uh, what can the farmers learn from Blue Angels? Uh, I actually can flip that question, what can the Blue Angels learn from farmers? And the reason why I phrase it that way is because just like farmers, we have a cycle that we go through. Just like the farming cycle, the, the Blues go through a similar cycle in terms of putting on an air show during the season. You start off in the wintertime doing your training and then in the springtime, you actually start executing your air shows. And by the end of the season, you're a season team. And then a new team come in and you start all over. So that, that cycle, if you will, reminds me so much of, of, the, of the challenges associated with, with flying uh, a Blue Angel air show, for instance. But let me talk a little bit about the, the mindset of a farmer and the leadership required to execute in today's really rapidly changing environment. You've got so many issues that are coming against the successful growth of a, a crop this year. 
that it requires, I think, uh, bold leadership from the farmer. I mean, you, you you just can't go through the motions like we have done in the past. You got to elevate uh, your leadership because, like any other operation, farmer require a team. Whether it is you're an individual farmer, only have a small plot, or you have a you know, thousands of acres, you got a, several people that are supporting you in order to execute your farming operation. So it requires leadership, team building, training, all those qualities that are used in all industries today is critical in the farming environment too. Even though we're operating as individual organizations of farmers, still it requires us to, to engage at a higher level simply because we have rapidly changing weather conditions, market conditions, everything we buy or, uh, is, is so much higher in, in cost, as well as all the things that we sell, uh, not necessarily we're going to get the best possible pricing. So it takes, uh, this is what I think it takes. It takes, number one, a great commitment. It takes courage to, to take out a loan every year on faith to know that you could perhaps grow a, a successful crop. And it's not perhaps. You have to have confidence because of the cost involved in it. The other thing is you got to be very confident in how you go about exercising your operation. you got to be very good at it. And that requires you to work as a team with your extension, the University of Georgia, if you're here in Florida. I mean, sorry, if you're here in Georgia. And, and also uh, requires the extensions, fellow farmers, the latest and greatest techniques to, to really get around issues such as pests, pesticide, pest issues, drought issues, all of those issues that are facing us today. But from a, from a Blue Angel standpoint, the leadership that we did is very much in line with what uh, I think any organization does. For instance, uh, when I have an opportunity to share my leadership talks, what I talk about are five traits that it takes for a team to execute, and as a leader, as a team member, and as an individual contributor. And uh, what they are are the character. You have to you ask the simple question, and that is, do you do you know who you are, and do you respect uh, not only yourself, but the people around you? And, and that is one of the most important aspects of, of leadership is your character. And uh, make sure that, uh, that each one of us have to have that self-reflective opportunity to sort of look at ourselves and to make sure that we are who we say we are. And the next thing is, is competence, and that is do you have the skills and know-how to do your job efficiently and successfully? And a lot of times they require you to go out and um, engage with other people to enhance your skills in today's environment. The next one is, is commitment. We talked about that other, and that is will you be there when the going gets rough? Uh, now, many of us in south, uh, southwest Georgia experience the latest hurricane. I got to tell you that that always, when you're watching the weather report, it always sort of raise that pucker factor and say, "Hey, am I? Is it gonna damage my crop? Is it gonna flood it out, or is it gonna blow my trees over?" 
And and if it does, then, you know, how much damage is it going to cause? Are you confident in your ability to get out after the storm and engage and make sure that, that you have a successful crop? At least that's what I'm experiencing now in my pecan orchard is I have a few trees that were blown over. I'm going to try to salvage them by pulling them back up without damaging them anymore. So it's those type of things that you're, you're dealing with. The last two qualities that I talk about are communications. Are you clear, concise, and direct when you communicate? And do you use a uplifting tone of voice? And that's important because when you're dealing with others, it's important to, to be the biggest cheerleader as a leader of your, your farming operation. You will not inspire your workers to go the extra miles. And you know how it is when, when it's time to harvest, uh, you have to put in those long hours and make sure you get your crop in. And you have to be able to inspire the people that are working to, to support your operation. And the last one is, and I talked about it earlier, and that is the courage to go through these cycles every year realizing that they're going to become more and more challenging each year with weather pattern changes, with market conditions, with dealing with pests and a variety of other issues that will, will I guess, challenge you to be the very best you can be. So at that, that point, that's sort of uh, what I would like to share in terms of just the leading in agriculture today is going to be uh, well, it requires, and most farmers know that they do it day in and day out, and very seldom do you have time to take time out of your schedule to sort of reflect on, well, what am I doing? How am I leading? How am I building my team to be more effective? Am I taking care of myself? A big part of, of farming is if you're not up to your best self, then you're not going to be able to bring out the best of the people that are working with you in your farming operation. So at that point, I, I think I'll, I'll leave it there, and I'll certainly chime in as we go forward. But I, that's essentially what I wanted to share initially. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you sharing that. Those are all great points. And uh, I'm going to tie in our second guest now. And I, I know you all have talked briefly, so we'll all get back in a Q&A here shortly. But our next guest is Ms. Jennifer Dunn. She's the rural health agent for Southwest District of the UGA Extension and is a licensed marriage and family therapist. Before beginning her position with the UGA Extension, Jennifer worked for the Department of Behavioral Health and Developmental Disabilities for 16 years, where she served as the Regional Services Administrator for 24 counties located in the southwest portion of the state. In her current role, Jennifer is helping advance the mission of the UGA Extension, rural Georgia, which is growing stronger initiative by guiding farmers towards necessary mental health resources and teaching them about stress management strategies. Jennifer, thanks for joining us. Well, first of all, Billy, thank you for having me. I, I don't know whose idea it was for me to follow Mr. Donnie, <laughs> but um, that's a hard that's a hard act to follow. So I do have a question before we start. Do y'all say pecan or pecan? Mr. Donnie, I'll let you go first. Well, this is what, this is my definition. Uh, I say pecans when I give them away, and I say pecans when I sell them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there we go. All right. Well, I catch myself going you. back and forth sometimes. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. I just you know, I, I, to follow some of Mr. Donnie's comments about leadership, 
in agriculture and um, and kind of where we are, you know, right right now in Southwest Georgia, we did just uh, we did just experience last week the hurricane, and you know, I I got involved in this community after Hurricane Michael, which was October the 10th of 2018, and I was in that former job that you just mentioned where I was working with um, the Department of Behavioral Health, and I started getting calls from a lot of farmers. I should back up and say that my dad is a farmer, and I, I currently um, have a timber farm with my husband, but I joke that we really can't consider ourselves farmers until we get some chickens because we just have a bunch of trees. <laughs> but I, uh, when I grew up, I didn't really know my dad was a farmer. I just assumed everybody had chickens and pigs. I just thought that was what, you know, you did. And it wasn't until, you know, I started hanging out with other people who didn't, you know, whose parents did. I mean, my dad had another job, but um, but he farmed, you know, in his off hours. And a lot of people do that. And, uh, you know, to me, when you talk about leadership in agriculture, you talk about, you know, you're this podcast about how we grow, we're always growing and learning from each other. And one of the things I have found in this job is that farmers are always leaning on and learning from each other, and they are stronger together. And they know who to call when they need something. And it's typically their their farming buddies or or their pastors or their spouses. And so just a little bit about the work that I've been doing in UGA with Extension is we've been working with our ag agents to go into the production meetings each year that are held January through March. So if you're in a county and uh, you go to one of your production meetings, um, you might see me there. Usually at these meetings, we have our, our specialists talk about what's going on with um, with the different commodities, what's going on with weather patterns, what's going on with the diseases. And, and then you have me that comes in and wants to talk about, hey, who's stressed out? So I'm just going to, you know, ask you guys, you know, are y'all stressed out right now? And either Billy or, or Mr. Donnie can answer. Well, I know from a lending standpoint that I, I do see more stress in the market currently just from many different uh, economical factors. You've got a political climate that's uncertain. You have a trade issues going kind of globally. You've still got the war going on, which has helped supply chains or hurt supply chains. And then uh, you've got our economy here in the United States with rising rates and inflation that seems to be slowing down slightly. So from that standpoint, I mean, there's a lot of economical factors that that hit a balance sheet. That And that's what causes a lot of financial stress on farmers that I see. So a lot of it is financially driven because at the end of the day, you want to provide for your family, and if that's falling short, it, it can it can get tough. So, right for me, Jennifer, uh, I'll just speak from my own personal standpoint. I think there's plenty of opportunities for stresses to get into to my life personally. When I look back at the um, the recent hurricane, I know it was had a path that was headed directly to the area where I live, where my farm is located. So that generated a certain amount of anxiety. And uh, one of the things I've, I've adopted is when I don't have any control over a situation, I've learned to sort of let it go, perhaps even saying a little prayer. 
and what that does for me, it, it minimizes the opportunities for the anxiety to develop into something negative or, or, or huge stressor. The other thing that I try to do is I try to, in addition to the normal exercises I get from working on the farm, I also have a workout routine that enables me to sort of keep myself in reasonably good shape. I, I, I need to lose a little weight, to be honest with you, but... But it, what it does is it positions me well to handle the stressors that today's environment certainly will put on you. And, and trying to stay ahead of, of life's events, planning ahead to sort of minimize those stresses, even though when rain occurs and, and, and really messes up your, your schedule, you have to be able to fall back. So, so those are the type of things that I do. Number one, exercises. Uh, number two, I, I try to make sure that I develop a mindset, the things that I do not have control over, I certainly become aware of what they are and also develop contingency just in case I can mitigate some of it. But I don't put a lot of mental energy and stress and anxiety associated. It's going to be natural to have anxiety, but I try to minimize it. Wow, that's such a perfect answer from both of you. So one of the things that I do at the meetings I go to with farmers, not just production meetings, I go to other meetings as well, and I always ask that question, you know, and, and, I, and the answers I get are exactly what you guys, 100% of the time it's what you said. It's something to do with finances. That's what stresses folks out, right? Um, it could be inflation. It could be diesel prices. It could be um, commodity prices. It could be interest rates, you know, labor costs, and then um, weather issues. That's Everybody is stressed out, and sometimes these are things that are outside of our control. And so, and Mr. Donnie, you, you captured that very nicely as well. And you did, Billy, too, about what is in our control and what is outside of our control. And then I ask everybody, you know, what do you do for stress? You know, if I could have paid Mr. Donnie to say what he said, which is, you know, some <laughs> exercise, because that is like the best, it's, it's, it's the most effective thing, but it's the least used. I'd say about half the time I get answers about folks exercising, but but I do get a lot of answers. Um, well, 100% of the time I get, we pray and we drink. And and um, and so I always try to ask, you know, what else can we do? Praying is great. I introduce things like the Navy SEALs use box, um, the box breathing, which is just deep breathing techniques, and, and try to get them to come up with other ideas of things that they can do. You know, Mr. Donnie, you talked about what you do. Billy, is there anything you do to, to relieve stress when you're stressed out? Well, contrary to what you've said, you get the least of. I mean, I, I do I go to the golf course or I play some sort of sports, and that is uh, exercise has always been my go-to. Well, you know, I, um, I do all kinds of things to relieve stress. I, uh, I, I was one of those non-believers in the deep breathing and meditation type stuff, and, and I'm a mental health person, and so when somebody would say that, I would be like, that's not going to work. I'm not going to do that. And then I did it, and it worked, and I had to eat my words. And now I teach classes on how to do that, which is which is kind of fun. And I love when I can turn somebody else on to deep breathing or meditation because I was once that person that was, like, very skeptical about it and then realized, gosh, this really does work. And, it, you know, because you can control your breath, and you can just sometimes if you just take some deep breaths, it, it does, you know, this – 
cool thing in your brain where it moves your brain to to your frontal lobe and it gets you in a more calm place. And a lot of times when people are, like you said, playing golf, um, they could be fishing or, you know, um, hunting. I know, like, my, my, my husband and my son love to turkey hunt and deer hunt. And when they're sitting out in a stand or out in the woods, they don't realize it, but that's a form of meditation. If you're sitting on a boat or on a dock and you're fishing, that is a form of meditation because you're kind of alone, you know, with your thoughts and you're just at, you know, you're outside, you're, you're doing something kind of in nature. And, and that is, that can be very, very therapeutic. And, um, and so I try to introduce folks to some of that sort of thing. So, so if any of your listeners see me at any event, um, in the upcoming months and they want to talk more about that or they want to reach out to me about some of the things that we do. Um, I'm happy to, to share some of the, some of my favorite meditations. Some are five minutes and some can be as long as 18 to 21 minutes or 30 minutes. Um, I try not to introduce those to people who are skeptical like me because they'll probably be like, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> so I want to be realistic about it. But but at the same time, you know, the rural Georgia growing stress or growing stronger, not going stressful, growing stronger program. We are doing things like this where we're trying to share with folks all these resources about getting more sleep. And, you know, drinking water was a huge deal this summer because it was so hot. And my husband, you know, uh, I, I fussed at him. We had a Drink Water Georgia campaign, and he got dehydrated and ended up going to the doctor. And I said, you know, I'm out here talking to groups of people about drinking more water, and I got you at my house. I need you to, you know, do better with this. And so there are little things that, that I think we forget. We, we need those reminders. And so um, I'll be happy to share any resources uh, that you can share on your social media platforms when we're, when we're done about some of the things that we're talking about. Okay, awesome. Y'all have a, health, a, a hotline, correct? What is, what is the number for that or... How would be the best sure. way to get in, in, in contact with you? Well, all? we we have um, so the state of Georgia through the feds has the the nine eight eight line, which is um, sort of like nine one one, but for people that need mental health or behavioral health resources, um, and it's for individuals that may feel like they're in crisis. But if um, you can also um, you call the the there's a GCAL app, which stands for Georgia Crisis and Action access line. Um, that's what GCAL stands for. So that also routes you to the 988 line, and this is manned in Georgia. So if you were in Decatur County, in Seminole County, in Lowndes County, um, in Mitchell County, uh, wherever, Grady County, and you called, or even if you're in Clayton County and you call 988, you're going to get a person in Georgia. You're not going to get somebody outside of our state that can route you back to local resources in your area. Awesome. Very nice. What a go back to something Mr. Donnie said earlier. I mean, to do your best, you got you have to be your best, whether that's mentally, physically, because uh, farming's tough financially and physically. And um, if you can't be out there being the leader of your operation, reach out to Miss Jennifer and they'll help you out. One of our taglines, Billy, is, uh, you know, you are the most important asset on your farm. And so we truly believe that, you know, you can replace a piece of machinery, a piece of equipment, um, but you can't, you can't replace you. And so we want to make sure that, that uh, we're given resources. And, you know, I had a farmer come up to me one day and said, who would have thought I would come to a meeting like 
you know, one of our production meetings and we'd be talking about stress. And, and, uh, and, and at the end of the day, we, we just want people to know we care about them. And so we're, we're able to um, share with them the resources that we've accumulated. And, and we're still working on So if somebody's got some great ideas and they want to shoot them to me and they're like, hey, what about this? You didn't talk about that? Because um, obviously we haven't talked about everything that we do today. I'd, I'd love to hear other people's ideas. Okay. Well, like any... So, Jennifer, Jennifer I have a question for it. If, if someone were to contact you, let's say a farmer, and he indicated that he was in crisis, what are the steps that you would take to sort of help this farmer? That's a, that's a great question. Um, Billy, is it okay if I answer that real quick? Oh, yeah. Your floors are okay. yours. So, so I do get those. I do get those questions. I actually got. I had a farmer call me um, yesterday. It happens, you know, more more times. And I'm so glad. I, first of all, I feel I feel honored that they did reach out. Um, that they took my business card or they got my number off, you know, a, a podcast like this or something like that, and reach out and say, hey, this is what's going on. One of the first things that I try to encourage people to do is connect with somebody and, um, you know, find out who their support system is. And so I'll ask them, you know, who do you go to when you're struggling? And they may say their wife. They may say their pastor. Sometimes they say their seed rep or their ag agent, or they may even say their lender or, you know, like, who do you talk to? Who is, you know, your kind of core group of people? Because I want to find out. You know, and then my second question is, is, is that helpful? Because I've had this conversation before where say, they say, I, I go to my such and such, my neighbor, and I'll say, is that helpful? And they'll say, no. Well, then let's don't do that again. So we want to find out, like, who is the most helpful person that you go to? And if you don't have that person, then let, let me be that person or let me connect you with somebody. And so it, depending on where they're located, I will connect them with resources in their area. And sometimes it may be something, you know, a little bit more where they need some, some mental health services. And so I may connect them with a provider in their county. But it could be that they just need to talk to somebody. And so I do have some farmers um, that are willing to, to, you know, kind of peer-to-peer talk to them. Because they they might not want to talk to, to me, the mental health lady, but you know they might want to talk to another farmer. And so, a lot of times I've I've connected them with other farmers who who've been in their place before, kind of been there and done that. But at the end of the day, the best the best thing I can do is make sure that there is some connectivity there because isolation is not good for anybody. And so, for somebody struggling, I do not want them isolated. I'd rather that they reach out no matter who they reach, reach out to, again, it, you know, me or, or someone that they, that they trust and love and, and make sure those people have the right resources to connect them when they need it. Awesome. Well, we will definitely make sure to provide your contact information and link it on this podcast so that they can, if someone needs you, they'll be able to get in contact with you. Mr. Donnie, do you have anything you'd like to chime in? If not, I'll do our... Oh, absolutely. I have uh, just a few more things I want to cover in terms of... Uh... Uh, just the, the leadership aspect of uh, taking care of yourself and leading. And, and that is, I, I, I often use this quote from Maya Angelou, and it says, when you know better, you do better. And what's interesting about that quote is all of us, we do know better, but in many situations we find ourselves, we fail to do better. And for 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 instance, uh, on the Blue Angels, what we did to do better was we did a debrief, or and after 
action discussion. And uh, that occurred after every flight that we flew. Each pilot or the support officer will give a self-assessment on, on what went well and the opportunities to improve the, the air show. And at the end of your comments, you would say, glad to be here. And glad to be here was an expression of gratitude for the effort that it took to get you to the organization, to the team, and the commitment required to keep you there. And what I usually would say is, is I'm glad to be where I am. And, and what I would pose to everyone that's listening is this question. Are you glad to be where you are in your life or your career right now? What's powerful about that question is it is a self-assessment question. And you can use that question to assess many areas of your life. Are you glad to be where you are in your finances? Are you glad to be where you are in your health? Are you glad to be in where your relationship? How about your spiritual development? Those questions are invaluable for self-reflecting. And, and, and once you, if you're not happy with any one of those areas, then the next step is, well, what are you going to do about it? Take action to make your situation better. If that means making a phone call to talk to someone, if that means taking an online course to improve an area that you're liking in, uh, then that's what it means. And I think that those type of, of uh, skills and reminders are what's so important today. The, the other thing that i like to share real quickly is, um, and when I talk to young people, I use this, but it applies to, Farmers are naturally at it. So what it is, is is developing mental toughness and resiliency. We certainly have to, we do that. Farmers know that intuitively. But uh, this is the definition of what I, when I say mental toughness, this is what it is in my, I, in my thoughts. Uh, it means being self-disciplined, doing the things you must do when you don't feel like it. Now, a lot of us don't feel like you're out of the hot sun, but you know and I know that that's what we have to do to make sure that we grow a successful crop. Uh, it means being, it means self-control in difficult situations. Um, and, in other words, not letting your emotions take control of your, your, your situation. Uh, it means uh, exercising strength under control. And what that is, if you are in charge of your farming operation and uh, you have someone working for you, it means not necessarily taking advantage of them in a negative way uh, because uh, you want to get the most out of the people that are working with you in order to, to, to advance what you're trying to accomplish. And the best way to do that is, is certainly treating people fairly and exercising your authority under control. And then it means accepting a certain amount of discomfort, i.e., when that hurricane came through, that's uncomfortable. That's the nature of, of farming today is you're going to have to accept a certain amount of, 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 of uncomfortableness. The last one is your ability to maintain a positive and engaging attitude as you're dealing with getting up early in the morning, as you're dealing with controlling your emotions, is the key to that successful way of dealing with stress and minimizing the effect of anxiety having on you as you, you 
endure your farming operation or farming season. Uh, so those are some of the thoughts that, that stick out in my mind when I think about the challenges of leading in, in, in farming today. Um, they, they're, they're, I mean, front and center in my mind every time I go out is, well, am I mentally prepared to go out to do it? Uh, am I physically engaged to make sure my partners or whoever's working with me feel that I value them and they're going to be prepared to uh, to give me 100%. Right. Well, that's such great to hear from from someone in your shoes that's pretty much seen it all, um, that still goes through these daily regimens to stay locked in because um, we all feel it, whether you're a big, small, big or small farmer, I mean, young or old, um, it's going to come into your farming operation at some point. So to hear it. Um, from someone else means a lot, Mr. Donnie. So appreciate you sharing that. And then to have a resource like Miss Dunn at the UGA Extension Office is, is very valuable as well. So we uh, we appreciate y'all coming on here today. That concludes our podcast with Captain Donnie Cochran and Jennifer Dunn. For more information, visit our website at swgafarmcredit.com. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite app to get notified of new episodes. And follow us on Facebook and Instagram for great industry resources. Thank you all for joining us, and uh, glad to be here today with you all. Thank you, Billy. Fantastic.